Football debates, hot takes, and analysis our way. With compas and a carne asada, this is Football Asada. Welcome home. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. A new episode, episode 29, Football Asada. We got the special edition today. It's just Chris and I on the pod, but you know what we're going to do. You see the jersey. You see Chris's jersey. You got yes, the sir. Mexico. I got I got Ajax jersey, but I got Edson Alvarez on the back. So you know what we're going to talk about. We got we to gotta talk about, we got in two months, uh, exactly 11, I think 10 days from now, we have Mexico versus USA down in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the Allstate Intercontinent, no, the Allstate Continental Clasico, sponsored by Allstate. So we got to talk about that because that's not a FIFA friendly, Chris. That that's just a that's just a random friendly created by Allstate. So we're not gonna have any European players, no Chucky. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's a good chance to get to see like some young players from Liga MX. I mean, I wouldn't put too much importance into the game, like the result, because obviously we play the U.S. in June in the real important game for the Nations League in las vegas but as far as this game i think uh, what we at least the fans i think would want to see is uh maybe like some new potential up and rising stars be featured in the game from like the league on max some young players maybe some from abroad that like I, I mean i know obviously the big names abroad won't be coming but maybe like a marcelo flores maybe so hold on before we get into the players this won't take long this is just interesting to me because you said that it's not important, right? And I agree. It's it's a it's a non FIFA friendly. You can't call up like if uh, clubs don't have to give up their players, and they won't. Chucky's in the middle of a nice UCL run with Napoli. Santi is absolutely killing it at Feyenoord right now. Edson and Edson and Jorge just made it to the Eredivisie team of this week, so they're not gonna come. They're not gonna be here, and I don't think Diego Coca wants them here, but. It it might not matter in that context, but does it matter to us as fans? Because we have a horrible record right now. Three, four games without beating the U.S., three losses in a row. Do we really want to stretch that out in April, even if there's a possibility we win in June? I honestly think us winning this game would do more damage than it does good. Oh, okay. If we look okay, watch, obviously we lose the game. Me as a fan, I honestly really don't care. I mean, unless it's just like a horrible performance, we lose uh-huh. like five six zero, and it's just like embarrassing. Like the players yeah. that were out there were just like horrible. <laughs> then obviously there's there's an issue. But like if we lose one zero two zero two one, don't matter. And like as long as they see like good young players and like or like good performances and maybe like a new star that could boost his way up to the senior team, hit the real team in June. But like I, I personally as a fan won't care. But I know for a fact if we lose. I know the media is going to make a huge deal about it. Like, oh, like, Coca out. Like, they obviously, and the haters as well. Like, like he doesn't deserve to be there. He's not going to change anything. We're losing to the U.S. still. And obviously, a bunch of U.S. fans are probably going to talk shit about us. But in the, in the end, I don't think it matters. I think the, so what, what I meant by it, I think it'll do more damage is because if we were to win the game, all of a sudden, like, I hope it, w- it won't change the mentality to like, oh, look, Diego Coca beat the U.S., like even if he loses to in June, the more important game, that doesn't matter because he's not going to win every game against U.S. He already he, he won one. We don't we can't expect him to win all of them. And it's just like I feel like maybe just like that mental thing, like like oh like Mexico won the friendly and they're satisfied. 
and now they're going to fall asleep in June. Like, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather stay hungry. I'd rather, like, keep that losing streak going into June or, like, even like even if we draw. Even if we draw, is fine. I would rather keep that tension high until June, like, to put the pressure even more on us and, like, hopefully we can, like, we then, like, it'll kind of, like, I think make us stronger in a way. Like, oh, like, hey, like, we know we haven't beat these guys in forever. Like, we need to do it, like, now. Because I think if we beat them now, it'll kind of just relax everything. Like, oh, everything, oh, everything's all good when in reality things aren't all good. I, I mean, I could see people saying, you know, it's the Tata Martina era, it's over. Diego Coca, Mexico is back. But, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm prepared to watch some pretty horrible terrorist ball. Like, I'm not going to lie. I know Diego Coca, now we can get into the players. Diego Coca said that he's extensively looking at the pool of players and he's not he's not stopping he's not uh you know discarding anyone you he's going from I'm not gonna say league he's going from anyone who can play from Juarez all the way to Alex Padilla playing for Bilbao so that's that's a good sign for me so um and and I think the pool that we have in Mexico is pretty good I mean we got players like Marcel Ruiz players like Eriberto Jurado who's kind of uh, I mean Somebody I'd like to see maybe thrown in the mix. We lost Sandejas already. Uh, he'd be good for a team like this, like a like a Mexico, all all like continental uh, eleven. Um, I think the only Mexican player we might see there uh, that's not in in uh, continental America is Junior Araujo because he can't play with Barcelona. He's only training with them. So I think it makes sense to have Julian come to Arizona. Plus, the people love him. People love Julian everywhere. Nobody hates Julian. That brings up an interesting, like, debate then. Like, should Diego Coca bring up players that are, like, for this friendly, right? Because I think it might be one of the only friendlies we have before that important semifinal. So should he prioritize bringing, like, players that are kind of already on the A team, but they're not starters and trying to, like, see, like, if he can get more out of them? Like, should he call up an Alexis Vega uh, Henry Martin, a like a Ponchito Gonzalez or Marcel Ruiz or Eric Sanchez. Should we call up those players from Liga MX that are like they're not starters on the national team, but they're like still important pieces and they could be this yeah. summer? Or should he prioritize youth and go with like Julian Araujo? Should he bring a surprise person like Alex Padilla, uh, Padilla the the goalie from Athletic Bilbao, to maybe capture him? You never know. Bring in Marcelo Flores, who's not even playing in Real Oviedo. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't mind let, let, letting him go like, over here for a friendly because he's not even playing. Like, and then maybe even, um, like, a Luca Martinez-Dupoy, who's, like, down in Argentina, he just, uh, I don't know if his club will let him go, but, like, also, again, he uh, just got back from his injury. Just, like, just to see new faces. Like, are we going to go with, like, new faces that, like, for the future? Or are we going to prioritize, like, oh, what is a key player I can, like, like, who's going to stand out so I can use them in June type of thing? Because, like, another name that's also popping out there is, like, Chicharito, like so that—that's the interesting dilemma, bro. That's that's the same thing I was thinking. Like, okay, you have a non-FIFA friendly. Can't call up your European guys. There's two things you can do here. You can a call up players that are that are part of the A team that we don't want to see, like Uriel Antuna, Piojo Alvarado, Charlie Rodriguez. Because why? Because they're they're part of the A team. They know how your system works. They're part of. They've been with Mexico in this process for so many years. Um, and according to Coca, and even according to Tata Martino, maybe I don't know. I'm gonna say maybe according to Coca. I, I might say Coca is just giving these guys the benefit of the doubt. But those are the guys that will get the job done. So it's either you get the guys that are in Liga MX, MLS that you know can get the job done, 
or you're going to go ahead and take a risk and play Marcel Reese. You're going to go play Heriberto Jurado. You might even get some Christian. You might even see some Christian Torres there. Maybe Johnny Perez makes an appearance or two. But the dilemma here is the pressure from Diego Coca on Diego Coca from the fans saying, you need to win this game. It's against the USA. It's not, it's, it might be a non-FIFA friendly, but you're not playing, you're not playing, uh, uh, Martinique, or you're not playing Guatemala, you're playing the United States, the most your most hated rival, the guys who keep saying that they've trampled over you, that the future is theirs, it's not Mexico, that Mexico's finished. Like, how do you measure that? Because Coca himself said it in a press conference, right? He said, oh, uh, he goes, I, I feel Mexican. Like, I feel like I have to win this game. So that's going to be, I think it's going to be very important to Coca, man. I mean, that worries me, because like I said, like, reality is, like, I know the pressure's up, he doesn't have to win this game. And that, that, it kind of sucks that he feels that pressure. And we kind of we should blame the fans and the media that are doing that. But like I said, I would not care if we win this game 5-0 because the result to, in the end does not matter. Like, what matters is in June. Like, if we win this game 3-4-5-6, some crazy 7-0 game, and then we lose in June, this game means nothing. Like, if we tie this game, we lose this game, it means nothing. What Everything matters is in June. Like, I would honestly use this time – to cap type players, like bring in young players. You want to bring a mix of young, experienced, test Chicharito back with the national team, see how he does. Like, this might be a perfect game for Chicharito. Like, who, who knows? He's playing, like, uh, the, the U.S. is probably going to bring an MLS-heavy squad. Like, like he's going to be playing against the same guys he plays against in MLS. Like, this could be the time to test him out. Like, I, I, I would, like, wouldn't mind seeing a mix. And I think, uh, yeah, like, I, I, I think that's probably the way to go. But like I said... In the end, this game, to lack of a better word, should not define Deo Coca as like it should. It should not impact Deo Coca's like, like legacy or whatever, or like even the, the attitude towards him at all. Because, like I said, the reality is, no matter what, how much pressure's on, it doesn't matter, bro. It's, it, it, Greg, Greg, Greg Berhalter got beat by Tata Martino twice before before we had this horrible nightmare of a run from 2020 to now. Remember that was a three zero. The Chicharito's last yeah. goal for the national team, and there was also the one zero Gold Cup win. Yeah, and exactly. Look, look how much that matters now. It doesn't matter. And and now, yeah, when we had important games, World Cup qualifying, Gold Cup, and Nations League final, Greg Berhalter came out on top. So I think we should give Diego Coca the same, you know, uh, uh, pro- due process that the U.S. gave Greg, Ber- Greg Berhalter. But here's what I, here's the here's the other question. Uh, let's let's look a little bit to our rivals. We can't talk about this game without looking at at the guys up north. Well. We're up north, but you you know how it works. <laughs> yeah, let's talk because they don't have a manager. They have a Anthony Hudson, which was their assistant manager, right? They have him them as manager right now, and they they lost their game against Serbia. Uh, did they did they lose against Colombia as well? Right, one zero maybe. I don't remember the friendly to be honest. Well, regardless, they they didn't have favorable results against Colombia. They didn't have a favorable with their B against... team. You're saying because of the A team, obviously in the Nations League, they did all right. Yeah, everyone's gonna beat Granada seven one. I I think that the the People overreacted uh, in on our first in our debut in 2023 in Nations League because people saw the U.S. beat Granada seven one and saw Mexico beat Suriname two zero. I'm like, all right, guys, there's a difference between Suriname and Granada. Like I know in the in the grand scheme of things and the mix of what Concacaf is, you're gonna be like, oh, Granada and Suriname, they're both shit. Like they're both the same. But I think Suriname's a a a a, a better off than Granada. Okay, oh, and like no doubt, yeah. They did have a lot of flaws in that El Salvador USA game at home. That was a very narrow one zero win, and not to discredit Salvador Hugo Perez, amazing job. 
But um, here, here's the thing. You said they had their A-team in Nations League. They're not going to have their A-team here. So I think we're going to see Sandejas. I think he's injured. He got injured this weekend. He's, he's out. He's, he'll be out for that game. But So no Sandejas. We might see Jordan Morris, Miles Robinson. I think Actually, I think Miles Robinson might be injured too. We might see Dest. He's not playing with AC Milan. <laughs> they might bring him in just because he's not playing. Uh, they're not, they're not okay. using him. So I mean, that'd be funny. It's going to be an interesting game. In the end, like I said, I don't think it – I mean, if it matters more to someone, it'll obviously matter more to Mexico just because that we keep losing to them. But it doesn't really matter, like, that much. It matters in the sense, like, let's see who can stand out from this game and who that we can then use in this summer's tournaments, like the Nations League, the Gold Cup. Because you, if, you if you remember correctly, like, it was one of these, like, non-FIFA date friendlies where we saw Julian Araujo for the first time against Chile. So, like, the, and the result didn't matter. The game ended 2-2. Two to two, People were like, oh, like, no one really cares about the draw. We could have lost. I would have felt the same way. Like, what really stood out from that game was Julian Araujo. Like, Julian Araujo's performance, and that's kind of what put him on the map. So maybe, like, that's kind of what, more, what I'm more looking forward to this game. Like, not really the result, but maybe, like, there, maybe there's a young player that, like, can show out. And, like, oh, like, we need to start calling this guy up for, like, the real, like, A-team. He needs to be a part of the summer, like, uh, the Gold Cup and... Nations League and all that, and like maybe he can make an impact. Let, let, let's talk about that for a second. Not, not to make it clear, not players that are going to be called up. We're not predicting here. We're just saying players that should, should be called up. I want to start off with a guy who was snubbed from the last call up, honestly. Uh, Guzman, bro. Victor oh, Guzman. Bocho Guzman. Oh, well, no, both no. of them, actually. Both, well, yeah, but I want to talk about Chivas' Guzman first because <laughs> he's been amazing. Chivas just qualified, just secured their qualification in Ligia. Which is something they haven't done in years, bro. As a Chivas fan, you know. But they, they did it this time around. And Portugal's mind has been vital to Baunovic in turning that team around. I know there's a scandal. I know there's all the doping stuff. But I feel like we've had worse scandals in Mexico. And there's still players that are called up there, bro. So I, I think Portugal deserves a shout back. No, he's definitely, like, if there's going to be, uh, like, a player that's not a young player, like, that is called up, I think he definitely needs to be one. Especially because his position is like a an eight to like attacking midfielder, so like a midfielder, but like more advanced up the field, like he can score goals. That's what Mexico lacks, bro. Like we're still playing Charlie Rodriguez in that position. Like, come on, bro. Like, like yeah. he, he, what, what he, is that? Forty he, games, five assists. Like, bro, he doesn't have a single goal. Like in almost forty games, Charlie Bocho Guzman. Like that's one player I think we would be vital to call up to this friendly. Hopefully, he does, and if he does well. He could. I honestly would not mind and would not be surprised. If, like he has a good performance this. Um, game against the U.S. that you see him starting in the next game in the U.S. in June. Like, I think he's that good. I think he already is better than uh, Charlie Rodriguez. You like, know, you uh, know what, though? We do actually have an 18 player that we all love that can be there. Luis Chavez. Luis Chavez is going to be there. There's no way Luis Chavez is not on that squad list. Amazing. Beast. Literally our best center mid in the World Cup. If there's anything that we can rescue from... Qatar is Luis Chavez, and I, I want him to continue being a protagonist for L3. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him, like, again, like, obviously you're not facing the best of the best of the U.S., but just to see, like, how he does against the U.S., see if he can handle the the pressure. Because I think there's still kind of a – could be, like, like I think Eric Gutierrez and, and PSV is heating up. Like, him and Chavez are kind of, like, neck and neck for, like, that same position of, like, the left center mid. I know I think Chavez has the edge right now because of what he did in the World Cup. But if he doesn't capitalize on this performance, you never know. I think Eric Gutierrez might take over that starting spot in June. Or, like, if he balls out, then it, it's his spot to lose. And like I said, another one that you just highlighted earlier 
is the other is the other uh, Guzman, Victor Guzman, is it Toro? Toro Guzman. This yeah. this one doesn't make any sense. To me, like yeah. think about this. He's the best defender on the best team right now in Liga MX. He's a starting defender. He's only 20, 21 years old. Like, he needs to be in this team. Like if you're not even, if you're gonna snub him from like the A team, he needs to be at least in this squad. Like I don't understand how Hector Moreno on his same team. Oh, they man. both play on the same team. <laughs> Jesus. Guzman is a starter. Hector Moreno is like a bench warmer now. He literally got subbed out against America like mid-game. And like he's 35, yeah, I... but Guzman is 21. Like Hector Moreno is not going to be good enough at the next World Cup. He's not even good enough now. Like uh, how he gets that... called up over Guzman makes zero sense. So that's, I... that's an interesting pairing there because Cesar Montes probably won't get called up. He's in Europe now, which is amazing. Yeah. But I'd like to see maybe see how Israel Reyes and Victor Guzman work out. That seems pretty cool, man. I would not mind that. They put Julian Araujo at right back and then our left back. I'd like to see Omar Campos, bro. I'd love to see Omar that. Whoa, that's a good shout, man. That's a good... But you know what? I think Araujo's... I mean, uh, Campos has been suffering a bit. I mean, Santos in general have been suffering this season. Yeah, he needs to get out of there ASAP, bro. You can't have him, like, stall his career. Because I think he's already, like... He's too good for that team, bro. But Santos needs to, like... They, they, they need to stop being, like, like asking for a, a, a million dollars for, like, millions of dollars for him because he's, like, it's a left back. Bro. Like, they need to relax. Well, that, speaking of defense and Santos, Baco Memo won't be there, so we're probably going to see Acevedo as a starter. That uh, that sucks, though, because that means for our two backup goalies, you're probably seeing Toño Rodriguez again. And I'm going to go out I, on I a win. I would love Malagón, man. To be honest with you, like you might almost, you could almost make the case that he deserves like a start over Acevedo. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say the exact same thing. I'd start Malagón for this game. I mean, he was starting the Olympic squad, and then he got injured. Remember that they yeah. got injured in the final, and Jurado had to come in for him. I would, I would, I would argue that we could fucking get Malagón in there. I don't see why not. He's been great for America. I mean, think about this: like he's been good for America, who's like the top three team in the Liga MX right now. And he just saved the penalty to win the game against first place Monterrey. Like, and you're younger than Acevedo. Acevedo, bro, like, he's been getting fucking pelted with goals. Like, I don't know how many times this season Santos has allowed four plus goals, bro. I think it's been like at least three times. Like, they've been getting smoked. I'm going to throw you a name that you probably won't like, but this, he hasn't conceded. He hasn't conceded as much bro. as the other Mexican Liga MX goals. <laughs> bro, don't Rodolf- fucking tell me. Um- Rodolfo Cota, bro. Rodolfo Cota, man. He, bro, he's been great with Leon this season. They haven't conceded as many goals. It took a while for Larcamón to get his system together, but he's in there now. And it, Leon is, if you're talking about top four teams, Leon is there, bro. But the, for me, though, with Cota, like. As like, a backup. Like, for me, with, I mean, Cota, if you want to bring him as a third guy, I mean, I'm fine. I mean, Obertonio Rodriguez, like, I would take him. Yeah, Obertonio, man. Come on. Again, I think it's the same thing as, like, maybe even Ochoa. Like, the same thing as, like, they're going to be too old, bro. Like, for the next World Cup. Like, this, this is what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to be too old for the next World Cup, I don't see any point in bringing you. Like, because, like, I'm like, why am I going to steal minutes and experience from a younger player who does have a future with with the team uh, for, for you who doesn't have a future with the team? Like, you're not even good at – like, if Gota was, like, the best goalie in Mexico – and he was a starter, then it wouldn't really matter about his age. Like, he needs to be there. Like, Ochoa, like, he's almost 40, and he still needs to be there because he's just the best we have. Like, no doubt. But when you're old and you're not even the top two in your position, I think you're kind of just, like, wasting your time. Like, the third-string goalie should be, like, a young player, or like, a younger one at least. Like, someone that, like, 
he maybe not be good enough right now, and maybe he's not better than Kota right now. Kota, Kota right now, but like in in four years time or like in the future, he does have a future with the team. You can get him experience. I'm like, we don't need to be giving Kota experience. We don't need him getting called up yeah, just for like for what? Like you like you're like you're not gonna be. You're only really realistically gonna get worse as the time goes on because like father time is undefeated. But like you know that, that's the way I see it. Like if you were to ask me which goalies I want to see, if we're gonna bring three, obviously Acevedo Malagón have to be there. The third one, um, just because maybe he's earned it, I, I wouldn't mind a Cota. Like I said, like I know we just said that he's too old, but like we're already bringing two young ones, like Malagón and Acevedo, or younger like ones. Balance right there. Yeah, you need, you need a Cota. Yeah, like, but I don't want to see no fucking Chuy Corona, no Talavera. I don't think no Chuy retired already. I think he criticized, he even criticized Ochoa for coming back. But yeah, like I ain't trying I to mean, see. He's the best we have. Like, none of those fools. Like none. Not even Watcho, bro. <laughs> no, not even him. Even though he's been. I don't know. He's he's, he's hitting miss, bro. He's hitting miss. But actually, speaking of speaking of, we are pl- talking about playing against the U.S. and we don't even realize we have our best weapon available, bro. Tim Ream's daddy, Diego <laughs> oh, yeah. Linus Factor, is fi- is available because he plays in Mexico. He plays for Tigres. Is Factor Linus? I think if he can tear up one of the best center backs, according to USMNT fans, one of the best center backs in the Prem. Tim Ream, Fulham's own Tim Ream. I think he can deal with Aaron Long. Um, and if he does it in June, uh, I would love that. But honestly, for Diego Linus, uh, he should get called up just because he's already part of the A team. Plus, he's struggling with your club. Like maybe bringing him to Mexico and maybe he has a good game against the U.S. and he turns the season around. Who knows? But I think I think he should definitely feature. Um, probably hasn't earned it because he's been so bad. Like he's been fucking awful for Tigres. Which sucks to see. He has. He has, bro. I mean, he's been, like, so lackluster, bro. I see Tigres games. Like, the Tigres game against Motagua, bro. They, they played the, the quarterfinals right now. He was, bro, like, Diego Linus doesn't run up. He doesn't run back down. He's He has no finishing product. Like, at first, I was like, yo, give the kid a chance. Let him cook. And then after, I was like, don't let the kid cook. Take the take all the, the, the cooking utensils away from him. He's been very bad for Tigres. I mean, when he plays for Mexico, he does decent. He does, like, he does have, like, he does make, like, an impact. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would love for him to, like, show up to this game if he gets called up. He doesn't deserve the call up. But then it's, like, again, then again it's, like, a non-FIFA day friendly. I'm sure he'll go. Make a big impact. Maybe scores a goal. Gives me material to, to talk shit to the U.S. fans on Twitter. And, like I said, just, like, it'll change the season around. And, like I said, it proves that, like, He's a big game player against the U.S., bro. He scored in the final last time in 2021 Nations League. Remember the first time he played them in a friendly? He fucking put that guy on skates. I forgot what that player's name was. It was Will Trapp. Yeah, yeah he fucking, that guy retired after that. Like, I'm telling you, Linus always has like a makes an impact against the U.S., and hopefully this time is no different. And if he does make an impact, we could see him feature in the semifinal in June. There could actually be a uh, reunion there because I think Matt Miazga's in Cincinnati, and if it's just an MLS team, we might, we might see – the Battle of the Benches, bro. Matt Part Miyazga two, Linus versus Miyazga. That'll be hilarious. They're gonna be on the other side, the opposite side of like one's gonna be on the bench and then one's gonna be on, on on the bench too, but like across, and they're gonna be like, look, he's gonna be looking at him from far. Before we get to predictions, we we're missing one important, one important, one important part: strikers. Who are we bringing in as strikers? Andrew Martin is there for sure. I think Roberto de la Rosa was such a random. Was it Roberto? Yeah, right? is uh, Roberto yeah, yeah. De la Rosa? Such a random call-up for Diego Coca last time around. I mean, it makes sense. There was a time where people loved Roberto de la Rosa, but is he does he really earn a call-up now? Okay, Henry Martin is there for sure, but let me see what you think. Henry probably for sure. But then again, like I said, like it kind of depends what he's going like, to opt for, like youth or experience. Like, I don't want to see no fucking Funes Mori. He might. 
He might be there, man. Like, I don't really want to see, like, Mudo Aguirre or... Uh, I, even Roberto De La Rosa, I don't want to see them either, bro. Like, I, if, if I want to, like, for this friendly, like, you bring in Henry Martin, he's your fucking starter. I would bring in a young, like, maybe one or two young strikers, like, that can learn under Henry. Even if they don't play, and you give Henry Martin the whole game, like, these two young guys. So, I, I'd go with, honestly, like, even though he hasn't really, he hasn't really been scoring... But he's like just getting his uh, rhythm back in Liga MX. I would bring in Santi Munoz from Santos. He oh. spent a very long time in Europe without playing because oh. he was injured. But now he's with Santos. He's getting some minutes. Like he started like a, like a not not this past game, but the game before. He was he was pretty good. Had some like decent like passes. And he's like a different nine. Like he's not really like a a big striker that's gonna like. Uh, he's more like more like more technical with the ball and like better with passing and like uh, more like a kind of like a center forward. Not really like a striker, but like a center forward. Like he can kind of drop back into the midfield, kind of like a false nine, like Fermino type. Like, I'd like to see him. And then if we can, like, why not go for one of the South Americans, like either Luca Martinez Dupoy. I've never seen him, like, with the senior team. I know he wants to play for us. It would be good to capture him before he starts fucking popping off in Argentina and then doesn't decide to play for us. Or Diego Abreu, bro. <laughs> Loquito Abreu, who just signed with um, with uh, Botafogo in Brazil. I think they're with their U20. Where his dad played. Yeah, where his dad played. Yeah, like, that was a he's the dad of Uruguay's, like, one of their all-time legends, bro. One of their all-time top goal scorers. He was, like, a Liga MX legend. He scored, if you guys remember, he scored that, that chipped penalty against Ghana in the 2010 World Cup to send them to the semifinals. His son, like, a Uruguay legend, was born in Mexico, and he's played with us before, like, for the youth team. So, I think... He could be a player we bring in, bring into the mix, or bring in some guys from the U20s, like maybe like a Esteban Lozano. We bring in a, maybe Jorge Rubalcaba, who's more of a winger, but we can play him up top. I, 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 would, I would like to see like like young guys. Like like Henry Martin, you're the starter. You're probably going to play the whole game. I'm going to throw you a curveball, though, since we are in the uh, MLS. This guy has not been cap-tied because he played two non-free friends as well, but Mexico should give a shot to Brandon Vasquez, bro. I get it. Like, he's an MLS, Cincy, whatever. But, bro, he did good. He scored with the U.S. in those non-FIFA friendlies. He scored against Serbia. He got a header in. He's like, to me, Brandon Vasquez is like a Raul Jimenez type build. He's not Raul Jimenez level, but he's a, he's the same build. Tall, lanky striker, strong on the ball, good at hold-up plays, good, good in the area. Why not? I mean, he's not cap-tied, bro. Like, he can come to Mexico, show him the project. I don't see him, honestly, once we, once we have our full roster of strikers breaking in there. But for a game like this, he's not cap-tied. This won't cap-tie him either. So it doesn't hurt anybody to bring Brandon Vasquez into the camp and be like, yo, check to, check us out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think he might have to do a switch because I think he might have played for the U.S. youth teams. I'm not, you don't call me on that, but he might have to do a switch. But even if, if he didn't, I would agree with you. Like, like why not? Like, it's like, it's, it's going to be in the U.S. You're already playing MLS. Why not give another striker a try? Like, especially because he's already getting interest from Europe. My only worry is, like, I, I don't want to give a spot to someone that, like, has their heart on the U.S. Like, if his dream is to play with the U.S., which I think it is, I'd rather give that spot to a player that, like, even though they're worse than Brandon Vasquez, like, they probably, they know they're going to play for Mexico and they're going to, like, give it their all for them. Instead of Brandon Vasquez, like, oh, I'm just kind of doing this just to tease the U.S. into calling me up. I just debate the U.S. into, like, thinking I'm going to go with Mexico, but then just to kind of force the U.S., kind of just using us in play. Yeah, th those are some interesting names, but uh, hopefully, like I said, for me, I would not mind seeing a Loquito Abreu. He's killed it for our, our youth teams. You never know. Like, Uruguay has a shitload of good strikers, so you probably, 
be smart for him to choose us, but we'll see, bro. We'll see. Let's move on. Oh, predictions. Predictions. You wanted to go out. I'll, I'll let you go because you were the one that brought him up. All right. I'll do two, I'll, I'll do two predictions. I'll do a prediction of a, a surprise player that we're going to see on the list and then of, a, of the actual support. Oh, I got a nice surprise player for you. All right, let's go. Let's go. So my, my surprise player that I think is going to be on the list, which shouldn't be a surprise because he's been fucking killing it, is uh, Osiel Herrera from Atlas. He can play center mid. He can play attacking mid. He can play striker, winger. He does it all. He's been having a breakout season this year for Atlas. They're not doing that well, but he's doing well. And uh, he's only 21. I think he'll be on the list. And then my prediction for the game, I'm going to go with a very sloppy 2-2. Oh, no. This is another Liga MX versus MLS. So, I mean, they beat us in the All-Star game. They won the CCL last year. They beat us twice in the All-Star game. I don't know, man. Might be a little bleak. But that's a good surprise player. Ocel Herrera has been freaking good for Atlas, man. He's been balling out. Breakout season. I feel like he's grown into his role much more. I think he's outgrown, outpaced Jeremy Marquez, who to me, I don't even know where Jeremy Marquez is right now. I haven't heard his name in Yeah, he's, he's kind of lost his starting spot. but And Osiel Herrera has been scoring goals, scored against America and the Azteca. Very few can do that. And, I mean, wow. It's just, yeah, yeah. Definitely would want Osiel Herrera on that call-up. I'm going to start with my prediction, and then I'll give you my surprise player because I feel like our predictions are... I'm going to go wishful thinking. Diego Coca says, me siento mexicano. Well, that's not my, the Mexican logo. He said, me siento mexicano. He said, es, es un orgullo representar a este país. I say that our vibes and pride is going to take us all the way through to a 2-1-W against the USA. A goal from Henry Martin, and I'm going to say another goal from USA's daddy, Diego Lainez. I, I, <laughs> I would not mind that at all. I would love that. So he finally gets his perfect ending, not like not like Chaka in Nations League messing up Diego Lainez's perfect ending. And I'm just I, I'm falling more into my biases recently. My surprise player is 20, 20 21 year old midfielder Fidel Ambriz has to be on that call up. Amazing guy, man, just a dog. Great midfielder, super physical, isn't afraid to get into it. And not like Tyler Adams, I'm gonna fight everybody, get into it, but like fight for the ball every last inch get into it you know what i mean like he's just there yo bro come on sorry bro let me let me rephrase that bro fight for the ball every last second no yeah no no i i agree with you i agree with you he's a like i said they always been killing it this year and he's been one of like their like like mainstays he can play center back he could play defensive mid he could play attacking mid like he kind of does it all and uh he definitely like i said uh, uh, center mid we're kind of we're kind of lacking on like young players in the center midfield because like, all of them are like 25 and older, like Edson, Gutierrez, Chavez, even like the ones we don't want there, like Luis Romo and Charlie. They're all kind of like older, so I think we need to be smart to bring in like a player like Fidel Ambriz. Let's, uh, yeah, no, that's that's great. So we got a 2 2 tie from Chris, a 2 1 W for me. Yeah, let's see how that game goes, bro. It's going to be crazy. For sure, for sure. All right, let's get into Let's get into our hot takes. hot takes. All right. This is Hot Takes. The hotter the take, the hotter chili we got to eat. Vamos. Yes, yes. Surrounding a three, right. a hot take. Right, can I go first? I got one. I got one for me. All right. Oh, hold on. One thing, bro. One thing for, 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 for the viewers. We promise next week for the hot takes, we're going to bring in, we're going to bring back the jalapenos and the habaneros. We're going to. Eat them on camera when we give her a hot take. Oh, all right. So let me go back. 
This isn't a hot take for you. This isn't a hot take for any of the three fans that are watching us. This is not. This is wishful thinking for you guys, but this is a hot take for me. This is a more of a manifestation. But Mexico in their next two games against the US, we're beating we're beating them twice. We're winning them twice. We're going back. We're reversing the clock. We're getting it back really? into our winning ways. Diego Coca is beating the USA 2-1. And then we're gonna scrape scrape by another 3-2 win in the Nations League. Karma. And we'll play Panama in the final. No, we're, we're playing. I think we're playing Canada. We're going to play Canada in the final. I don't know if we'll beat Canada. It's not just that. Listen, it's not just wishful thinking. The U.S. is in shambles right now. Anthony Hudson, who no no disrespect to him. He's a great, great person. He's been able to manage well. But there's a difference between a fully flown, fully fledged, hired manager with a plan for four years for a World Cup and an interim manager while they wait to hire someone else. So I think that plus all the stuff surrounding the Reinas and the Burhalters, plus look at this right in June you're gonna go you're gonna go against the worn and torn Serginho Dest, worn and torn Brandon Aronson, Weston McKinney, and Tyler Adams who have been fighting relegation all season, uh, Christian Pulisic with zero to little confidence, Gio Reyna with going through all the stuff with the with the Burhalters and all that. I think uh, Mexico is just in the position to take over right now. All right, my hot take, I guess, uh, surrounded around the game, my hot take is there's going to be at least two red cards in the game. And it could be Matt Miazga and, Matt Miazga and Diego Lainez is facing off again. Maybe they both punch each other and get a red card. That's my, that's my prediction. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be a friendly, but it's not really a friendly. And I think there's going to be two red cards in that game. There'll be a lot of drama. There's going to be a lot of fighting. Online. Is there another Hector Herrera choke in, uh, incoming? <laughs> maybe. Our Mexican players are always choking their players. <laughs> so maybe we'll see that again. I don't know, man. Maybe Chaka Rodriguez might get called up again, but probably gouge out someone else's eyeballs. I don't know. But it's, hey, that's what that's what it is. It's a classical, man. You can't expect our players to go in there soft-hearted. They're playing for the badge, and that's what we want to see. Obviously, we don't want to see anyone get hurt. You got to see that grit. So we'll see, man. We'll see. If there's a red card. Are you saying two two for Mexico, one for the U.S.? One for I don't Mexico? know, but I just know there's going to be at least two. There's going to be at least two. It could be two from either team, two from one team or two from the other, or one and one. I don't know. This could be another classic Mex Tour 0-0 draw. Uh, I hope not. We'll see, man. But, yo, I think that's all the time we but, have for this let, let, let us know your guys' predictions. Let us know your predictions and hot takes in the comments. Maybe you guys have a crazy hot take. Maybe you guys have Diego Linus scoring a hat trick. Maybe you have... A riot breaking out. I don't know something crazy. Just give us your hot takes. Give us your predictions for the game. Let us know. Does this game matter? Like how how much does it matter? One to ten. Let us know how much it matters to you guys. Yep. Well, yo, you already know the deal. Follow us, Football Asada, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever your audio, your preferable audio platform is, and YouTube, Football Asada. Same across all platforms. Uh, Chris, you want to add anything nope, else? No, that's it. Let's go, Mexico. We're gonna we're gonna take this dub. Actually, no, I said we're gonna take the dub. We're gonna take this draw, boys. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening in. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. We'll see you next week with more football asada. Make sure you guys subscribe and follow us at Cabra FC and CabraSportsHQ.com. Yeah.